This is a Cato Special Podcast. I'm Caleb Brown. The Obama administration wants a job stimulus, but little of the proposed spending indicates that spurring job creation is the actual goal. Mark Calabria, Director of Financial Regulation Studies at the Cato Institute, believes it's possible that most senior staffers in the Obama administration don't know a whole lot about how sustainable jobs get created. The notion of a job itself is always a quandary because we see this tension, for instance, in that uh, you know productivity has grown. And the way that economies grow is we end up being able to do more with less. Uh, but in the short term, that means job losses. Uh, none of us lose sleep that we no longer are a country where 75% of us work in agriculture. We think it's a good thing that only about 3% of us work in agricultural. But the process to get there was quite painful. Uh, you know, certainly people thought at the time that farmers being put out of work in the 20s uh, was not a pretty process. But in the long run, that's how countries get wealthy. Uh, so I wouldn't say that uh, all of what we're going through now is that same sort of adjustment. But of course, some of it is. Um, you know, whether we are better or worse off as a country because close to 2 million of us are no longer working as construction workers when close to 2 million of us more were working as construction workers a few years ago, it's not clear cut. I mean, cl clearly you don't want to keep a housing bubble, for instance, going solely for the sake of keeping construction workers going when you have too many houses. Uh, although, you know, now the president will put them to work refitting your house to make sure it's energy efficient, uh, which is part of the gist of that. I mean, part of the thinking behind some of the so-called jobs program is to get construction workers back to work. Um, to me, I would think that what we actually want to do is transition them to jobs sectors of the economy that are growing, that are sustainable, rather than simply uh, jobs in general. Uh, it reminds me of a great story. I believe it was Milton Friedman went to China one time, and they were doing a digging project. And he was like, well, how come you're not using, you know, uh, mechanical, you know, plows and stimmers? And why do you have all these guys here with shovels? And the official that was doing the tour turned to him and said, well, this isn't this is a jobs program. And so his response to them was, well, take away the shovels and give them spoons. You create even more jobs. So, the, you know, if you take it to its logical conclusion, many of these jobs programs are exposed to the absurdities that they are, that they don't create anything productive. They don't create long-term sustainable growth. They're really just an attempt to put to, – it, it, it is a disguised income transfer where instead of just cutting you a check because that would enfeeble you and make you feel the shame, we're going to give you a fake job. And then we're going to give you a check. And of course, that's what we did in the 30s. I mean, remember all the conservation core stuff that Roosevelt had where we cleared lands and we ran people off their property to create national parks and we built all sorts of stuff. Some of that clearly created wealth. The vast majority of it did not. And it was simply just a disguised transfer payment. There are things that Congress and the president could do that would make hiring more likely in any situation, reduce payroll taxes. Exactly. Pe people's take-home pay would go up. Employers would want perhaps to hire a few more people. I think it is interesting that what the president has put out, and you know, and you've heard in this exactly this example of a, a tax credit or reducing payroll taxes has been talked about both by people on the right and the left over the last couple of months. And it's interesting that it didn't get mentioned at all on the president's plan. 
So the sort of things that people think would actually create private sector jobs, and you know, you give the president credit, he keeps saying it's the private sector that needs to grow this. Of course, that doesn't seem to be carried through when you look at the actual plans. But his plan, if I understand it correctly, in terms of all the billions of dollars for uh, that he wants to use TARP funds, yes. uh, doesn't reduce the level of government interference in the relationship between workers and employers. Not the least. I actually find it kind of interesting. There was also an announcement yesterday that I guess got caught lost in the news. At the same time that the president was speaking at Brookings Institute, speaking on the job summit, um, the Department of Labor put out a release. And over the next couple of years, the Department of Labor has announced 90 new workplace regulations coming. And they announced that yesterday. So you really sort of have to scratch your head. At the same time, if the president is saying, you know, we need to have the private sector creating jobs, that his Department of Labor is coming up with 90 new workplace regulations. Now, I have to think that if I'm an employer and I'm looking at that, I'm like, how am I going to comply with all that? And this is the one thing that I think is the core of what this administration is missing is that they want jobs to be created, but they're not willing to put their own agenda of remaking the workplace back. You know, if you're a, if you're an employer today, you don't know what your healthcare costs are going to be. You don't know what your taxes are going to be. I mean, you're pretty sure they're going to go up. And you hear all this discussion, for instance, in the in the healthcare debate, oh, how are we going to pay for it? Well, we're going to tax you know so-called rich. Where most of these rich are small employers. Uh, so, you know, you don't know what your environmental compliance costs are going to be. You had this week EPA come out and say that we're going to regulate, you know, carbon as, as, as a pollutant. So if you're looking at a, the business environment is not simply uncertain, which it is, but it's hostile. So to think that we're going to pay people to weatherize your home and that's going to get people hiring again, I, I think is incredibly naive, if if not essentially disingenuous. So right now, the biggest problem employment-wise, and if you look at where we are in the job cycle, we are through most of that cycle in the economy where jobs are lost. The problem right now is not really job losses. It's job creation. I mean, and you have that. The way economic cycles, recessions generally work is you go through at the beginning a very uh, large amount of time where people are laid off, where people are uh, fired, where jobs are reduced, where companies are closed. We're through most of that. I mean, there aren't really a lot of construction jobs, for instance, left to be to be cut. The problem now is we're not creating jobs. And so you still have a constant amount of people entering the labor force, for instance, whether they're graduating from school or whatever, or entering other parts. So the problem right now really is one of job creation. And you're not really getting that focus from the administration on why employers aren't hiring. And if you looked at it, I mean, when the president had his job summit last week, you had a couple of employers there, but it was really, you know, when you saw this in his speech yesterday, he talked about, well, I had my job summit last week. We had nonprofits there. We had unions. Well, shockingly, well, maybe you should understand why you're not going to create jobs if you sit there and ask the unions how we're going to create jobs when essentially the entire purpose of the union is to restrict job creation. So, you know, I, I think that the president still is approaching this from the perspective of, you know, we're going to just reallocate income and transfers rather than actually create wealth. So I think it also plays into, uh, I saw a statistic recently that this administration has the lowest percentage of senior political appointees who have worked in private industry of any administration ever. It's quite frankly, 
the people in this administration, where they either worked at universities or worked at nonprofits, where their understanding of hiring is, I get a government check to go hire somebody, which is not how most of the rest of the world works. So there's really not even a basis of understanding in this administration over how the private sector actually grows. And I think that's showing. Because their thinking is, I mean, even these weatherization projects that he's talking about are in continued transfers to state and local governments. That's not how jobs are created. So there really is a, a very basic disconnect uh, in this administration between private sector hiring and their understanding of how the economy works. Mark Calabria is Director of Financial Regulation Studies at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.